Welcome back, Jay Beakley, Julio Sanchez. So much of this video, we'll get into it tomorrow, but so much of this video is coming out from the Super Bowl. Everybody's mic'd up. There's one thing, this will cheer you up if you see it. Trey Wingo put it out on, uh, or retweeted, it was Chase Snyder. Originally handed on Twitter, I guess. It's uh, the turning points from NFL Films. It's uh, Carl Loftus with Kittle when that ball was fumbled by uh, McCaffrey. And he just said, hey, George. And he, like, distracted him while he jumped on the football. See, that'll cheer you up. Love that. I love that. Which I was in Vegas also, which is another reason, quite honestly, that I'm exhausted. Because that was a a very long, long weekend. Were you working the entire time? Uh, No, I was there in a uh, fun capacity. Oh, good. And I very much enjoyed myself, maybe a little too much. Really? Enjoying yeah. money? I, I, no, I'm not a gambler. I, I went there In strictly Vegas, to, to fun. I, I am not. A, I work too hard for my money to I gamble it. it away. I get it. Didn't place one bet. But and I can't. I can't bet sports anyways. Working for the Chiefs. No, you can't. But, uh, no, you yeah, can't. I, not even. But there, you know, there is a lot of things to do though. You can watch those fountains, Bellagio. We did that. You can watch the is, is the pirate show that's still there from uh, Treasure Island. They still get that there. I think I, I had one too many adult beverages, so my my yeah my memory is a little bit fuzzy. Good. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, I, I took a lot of that home with me, and it's it's still with me right now. I'm still feeling it. So. Good. Good. Not everything stays in Vegas. Well, you, no, it doesn't. But you need you need to clear your mind right now. You need some. Uh, again, thank goodness for a long weekend. Yeah, you, know? you need it, man. Yep. Hopefully tomorrow you're not doing much. Or are you I'm still, still working. You, you know, still I still worked a full day at my. I think you're my, doing my, a meeting my, today. Day job. So. Yep, and uh, you know, I, I'll work a full day tomorrow. And um, like I said, thank goodness for a, a three day weekend. Yeah, thank goodness uh, for that. But the but what I ask you, and I know your answer because you've already told me. The parades, right? The parades, you're going to go to the parade again. Because I, I heard the other shows talking about this, and I find that interesting. I'm, I am curious, like, celebration parades, whether it's, you know, another world championship, because there's, there's been four now. We've had four since 2015. I mean, we're kind of becoming title town USA in this town. It's just something that happens. and Beautiful. Like, I, I'm shocked we even have one in this town, because I was 12 years old when the Royals won it in 1985, and... I remember that. It's like, you ever going to see it again? Because oh, we're going to see plenty with the Royals. Because they were the highest spending team in the late 80s, right? They spent, like 1989, yep. they were the uh, top spending team in baseball with Ewing Kaufman and everything. You know, cable television explosion and everything went out. So, you're like, when are we going to get one again? Then all of a sudden, 30 years later, you know, the Royals get one. And everybody goes down. There, and then all of a sudden, the Chiefs have been rattling off three and five years. And they got the route down. They know exactly where you're going. I mean, the, the Union Station, you know exactly what you're doing. I mean... And they've always had that one of the biggest St. Patrick's Day parades um, in the United States. And it's one of those things you get used to going, but do people still going to go? You still you still want to go? You know, and, and here's another point, and this this is also kind of what solidified. And again, everyone, everyone can make their own decision on whether they're going to attend these types of events. But I, I don't know if you remember um, the previous parade of when – you know, someone came down the parade route in a car. D- do you remember that? That was the first Super Bowl, the right? The first Super Bowl. And I was down there for that. And, and they I, got it right away. Again, the law enforcement got it right away. Right away. But, you know, seeing that, that happened the first, you know, Super Bowl parade. La- last year was all good and, you know, wonderful, beautiful. But that happened the first Super Bowl parade. Now, now this happens on our, our third one. Again, everyone makes up their own mind, but between those two incidents, and I was right there. Again, I, you know, I, I saw the person driving through the parade route. Damn, man. 
like those those like those things stick with you and and for me i would most likely at least for the foreseeable future be avoiding those types of of crowds for now because it's just you know until things change or until we can more securely you know we can have these function in, in a more secure area it, it's not for me is it what i've heard uh, you know the people discuss do it at arrowhead or whatever that way you can control 70, you probably put more than that in there because you could probably fill most of the, f- the actual field with uh, seats. But at as least well, you have a controlled seats. environment that can control. You have a controlled environment. Yes. And it's not like they just have won one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They've won four now. Well, and, and, and I think, you know. But people uh, still showed up. I don't know what the final attendance numbers were, but it was. What do you think? You, you've been to all of them. It, it looked, this, this looked to be bigger than the other three, that, the other two that I had been to. I, uh, I think the Royals, maybe because right, it had been so long. It was, for, it it was, was it's been yes. colder too at these events. This yes. is, that was perfect. Yeah, and the Royals was was pretty a pretty warm day. So I, I think that was maybe like size wise, it was pretty comparable to this year's. Um, but the parade itself, I, I think, it is okay. I, I think it was more when you have a crowd that size for that amount of time in one location. That's when things get hairy. I think the parade route itself, okay, it's spread out over very long distance. It, you, it's it's you know they're moving, right? Players are moving, the buses are moving. You know, people are coming and going. That's different than having a stationary area where you have that many people. Again, it doesn't matter how many uh, how many law enforcement individuals you have there. Uh, it's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It's a lot different. Remember, uh, 2015. It was you had cars just you know leave it on themselves on the highway, the highway. Just, to, just to be part of it. It, it seems yep. a lot different now. Like people have gotten used to it. Like it's actually become the place to be. You know, the NFL draft went smooth. I mean, there's relatively few arrests at any of the parades and everything else that happened. I mean, they've got the thing pretty pretty well controlled. I was just curious if people wanted to go to. It, will things be different? Will you watch it ever parade and be like, what's going to happen? Or you know, can you if somebody else wins? Major League Baseball happens. The NBA happens. You're gonna be able to watch the victory parade, or you think like you're gonna be able to watch it, or think back to what you did. Because I knew a bunch of families and stuff that had already gone like maybe two parades, and they're like, "Oh, they'll skip this one and go watch it on TV." But then there's that allure because the day was so nice, and you're going down there because people want to celebrate their football team. They want to go and they want to go to the parade, and I just didn't know how long it would take you. And obviously, you're different. Because you saw some things there, and you were in a situation you didn't know what the hell was going on. You didn't you didn't know anything was going on. I mean, it was just you had no idea. I mean, you you literally had no idea. No, and, and is it I 15 think fifteen people, is it twenty people, is it one person, is it two? You, you had no idea. I, I would still go in a, in a working capacity, um, but I don't think I would take my family down there. And, sure, and I, I feel you know privileged to be able to. And, and what I did was not by any means. I'm no hero by any means, but having been able to kind of secure some of those families and get them into a, a more secure location to where they sure. can calm down and, and figure out what's going on and feel a little more safe that, I mean, that, that is one silver lining that I can take from that is, is to give some of those families maybe a little bit of peace of mind um, within that situation. Yeah, text line eight one six is. I don't think you can stop doing fun things like the parade. If you do that, that's another life taken. Should uh, people stop going to church, the store, or even a restaurant? You have to believe there are more good people than bad. True, it's all true. Yeah, 100%. but it's just, it's your it's your individual decision if you want to go. Like again, I didn't 
I don't like mass crowds. I mean, it, had, it has nothing to do with shootings or anything. It has nothing to do with any of that. It just, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's, it's personal about preference. convenience and, you know, and it, some people have that about going to games, just watching games somewhere. They rather have their own six pack or 12 pack in their fridge and their own bathroom and not mess with it. everybody's different. Like when it comes to games, I mean, people are, but it, I, they don't want to be there. Some a, like going and some don't. It's a, it's a different, right. When you're going to games, it's a, it's a different type of environment. And I would, I feel much more comfortable going to a Royals game, going to a chiefs game, going to a sporting game, because it is a little bit more of a control. It is a more controlled environment, right? You're, you're, yeah. you're gauging every individual coming in and out of, of those stadiums. Yeah, but that and, would suck where you didn't feel comfortable going to a right. damn game. I mean, and working, me me working, right, and seeing the, the amount of security that goes into those games. Now, look, the, there's going to be faults in every security process when, when there's that many people involved. But I will say the Chiefs do a, an excellent job of, of, you know, gauging who is coming and going through that stadium. So in, the, in those environments, I feel more comfortable. It's these outlier parades where there's just it's just too open too many people and too many entry points for things like this to happen but it's just my it's my personal preference and and for me again if if, until things change i mean this is going to continue to happen and and i would just rather not put my family specifically in in those types of situations sure sure i get it i get it i went to the uh smithsonian a long time ago in the white house this way before like 9-11 you know it was much you know different Security-wise, you were able to just go do things, right? But still, though, the people watching things like the Declaration of Independence, and stuff, I mean, they're watching everything you're doing. They're, they're nice, nice about it, but they're watching. You're being watched. Yep. And, and you know what I'm saying? Yep. There's just people that have that sixth sense. You know what I'm saying? But the you can be, are, yeah. you can watch all you want. Again, I mean, it yeah. only takes, you know, a second for, yeah. for someone to pull out a gun and, Stuff to go awry. Yeah, just uh, the individuals and, and how bad they do. But uh, I am curious if you would go to things or not. Uh, here's one that says nine one three says I hundred percent go to the next one. Here's nine one three. I don't want to go anyway. Um, I get that. I'm just kind of curious what people um, would go. I mean, again, my mindset was go. I mean, if that's what you want to do, go. But then there's Julio, and I totally get his, and I don't think he would judge anybody going or not going or anything else. It's just his. How he feels. How he feels. And tell you gone through that. It's just uh it's tough to say. It's it's tough to say, hey, come on, Julio, let's go to the parade again. I mean, never do that. After seeing you, could change my mind in a second. Change your whole life, man. It can it, you've changed my mind just seeing you tonight. Let's go to Jeff in Kansas City. What's up, Jeff? What's up, guys? Um First of all, Julio, um, hearing your story, that's uh, pretty impressive, man, uh, getting families into safety. Um, I was actually on the west side of um, Union Station. Uh, my, my story is not heroic. My, uh, my, my daughter convinced me to go to the parade, which I wasn't going to go, and she ended up going to the parade, and I just went to Union Station. Um, so she was already out of there before all this went down. Uh, my nephew and I and a buddy of mine were at Union Station, and we were walking out, um, and I heard something, and I looked at my buddy, I go, is those gunshots? And he goes, no, those are just some morons firing off fireworks. So we just kept walking. Um, but the reason I'm calling, my nephew stayed behind, and he had some uh, different experiences, but 
I, I think my biggest concern is this. My, my wife looked at my 360, tracked me on 360, and said that I had left that position like two minutes before the shooting start. But my whole point, it's not political. It's more societal. I, you see all the different camera angles and phone angles and everything like that, and people are standing there taking video as crisis is going on. I think we need to do better as society. I get it. You want to get that video and everything. But when there's a crisis, just move it along. And you know what? I, I know what you're talking about because I've seen that too. You know, the okay, listen, the video does help. Like if there's video surveillance, people want to see it. I mean, the police and law enforcement like to see video. You know, I'm thinking you can get a lot of things from video. You can see when things happen and what they do. I know they like it, anything. I mean, the FAA likes it for, you know, plane crashes or anything. Anybody has got any kind of video. But you're right. The first inclination of people shouldn't be grabbing their damn cell phone. It should be, you know, jumping in and helping. And that's the unfortunate right. part about I mean, it. Like you, I think there's like three different stories here. Like those heroic people, like Julio and those guys you tackled, and then people who are standing around video. And then there's a story like mine where I, I told my mom, I said, I never really felt in danger because as I was walking away, there were eight police officers. It was so, and, and I was going to say, man, without this happening, a uh, beautiful day and great. And my buddy and I just looked at each other. This is a great day. And, we, you know, we miss that. We miss that crisis by minutes. Um, but, yeah, you know, you see it. You don't just see it with these types of situations. You see all kinds of videos of people, like, videoing, fighting, and everything like that. Step in and help or go away. You don't need to, you know, glorify these Well, I know things. storm chasers fight so. that, right, because they always have footage of the tornado aftermath. And people are always, right. like, giving those guys a hard time. Like, hey, did you jump in and help the people get out of that house that's uh, sitting there destroyed? Or did you just right. sit there and take video right. of it? Right. And a lot of them do. A lot of them do jump into it. But I think there probably are those that just take video of it, too. Yeah. I, I told my nephew, I said, dude, stop taking video and get home, for God's sake. Yeah. Well, all right. Hey, would Jeff, the, the question is, would, would you go to another one? Um, wasn't going to go to this one. The only reason is there one, the one person okay. who asked me that could ask me was my daughter. So, okay. um, if she no, asked you again, would you think go? I would, man. Okay. Too much, too, too much crowd. Okay. All right. That's, that's fair. I was just curious, you know, the reaction, obviously you didn't want to go, uh, in the first place because the, the crowd, and I get that, man. Sometimes people don't like to do that. But he's right about the, the, the filming stuff. You've seen that. Like, the, there were people I mean, doing. someone has to do it. Uh, no, someone does. But here's the thing, though. If you, get somebody, if you get someone tackled on the ground or whatever, jump in and help besides just stand back and film it. You know what but I mean? But you don't, you know, the, the thing is, Pink, you don't know everyone's situation. I know. Right? You, I know. You, want, you want to jump in and help. I mean, if you're but, a kid or you somebody or, kid or here, crippled or something, you can't do it. But. Right. You have someone that's relying on you. You know, you yeah. can't ask someone to put themselves in harm. You know, it, they have a small child. They have an elderly parent they're taking care of. Sure. Whatever the case may be, everyone's situation is different. But video does help. And 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 any any little thing you can do, whether it's taking photos, whether it's taking video, whether it's jumping in and, and actually taking action, or just helping people get out. You know, any any little thing you can do helps. And, and what that means for any one individual, who's to say? But, you know, I, I will say people did a good job of getting out of the way you know, it was unfortunate sure. in in Union Station seeing people being trampled like that. But but for the most part, you know, especially out in the crowd, people did a good job of dispersing and not necessarily. It's just tough when you're in such a confined area sure. like that. So kind of cattle herding in the beginning, then it kind of became more orderly. Yeah, yeah, that's the scariest thing. That, that Everybody's was, just kind of running like when when 
the disorder scar- happens. But it, it was actually you saw something different. The, but the it, scariest part was watching people run, scream, and trample each other while gunshots are going off. Because they're just unsure of the situation. They're just hundred percent. Yeah, they're just trying to get away. You know, and who, and who can blame? Who can blame them? No, nobody can can blame them. But uh, did you hear the Trey Smith uh, this morning? I have. Yes. Did you have your own story, Ladarius Need? You saw yep. doing the same thing, and yep. you saw uh, other Chiefs, you know, comforting kids and stuff like that. Well, Trey Smith tells a great story on uh, Good Morning America next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Welcome back. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez producing the operation. Uh, check out Bob Fesco on Twitter, at Bob Fesco. He's putting a lot of the GoFundMes out there. Uh, the victim or the uh, the, 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 the casualty, not casualty, everybody was, was hurt technically a casualty, but the uh, deceased, um, Lisa Lopez Galvin, a link to her GoFundMe page, and the Reyes family. Picture there as well. Two daughters injured in the shooting on Wednesday. The two GoFundMes um, are there if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to help out. Because I know people would uh, probably like to do something. Because that's that's Kansas City, man. That's what they do. They help people out. I'm pretty proud of the way the city's reacted to everything, to be honest with you, Leo. Yeah, if there's one thing I, I can say about, you know, the city of Kansas City, we rally around each other like like no one else. How do you feel, man? Because the text line, they get your back. I mean, I'm getting text. You get text on here. Look out for Julio, yeah. man. It's a powerful story from Julio. Um, people want to hear your story. People can go check it out as well on the After Hours podcast, 610sports.com. Uh, how do you feel with, with the reaction? Because it's, it's been all, they like, yeah, it meant something to people earlier. Um, you know, like I told you, you know, it, I, the city, I, man, other than, other than, um, you know, my family, uh, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't posted a single thing on social media. Um, you know, I, I haven't talked to again anyone other than my my family. You are not a look at me guy. Yeah, no, no. I mean, there's a reason why I've, I've been, been here as long as I have been, and and, uh, and been. just enjoy pressing the buttons, right? Um, but it, you know, it took me again. I didn't even know that I felt like coming in tonight to tell my story. Um, but it was it was important for me, um, and and. Honestly, the the amount of love that has been shown from the text line and from callers, um, it's healing. It, it really Good. is healing. Um, and, and I hope I hope that same feeling um, spreads to those other individuals and families that also went through you know the experience directly or indirectly. And I, I could not be more appreciative of of everyone um, and their their kind words and and. Um, the, the sentiments that you know that they're putting out there it's it's been it, it's been healing for me and it, it, it's it's good to have have been able to get some of that off my chest like i mentioned with, with fesco here the reyes family need the two daughters injured in the shooting on wednesday there's the gofundme they are standing like in front of the christmas tree right can you imagine that you can imagine what they're in in uh in in uh, lisa lopez galvin like her family the dj with yeah. what they're going because it it seems like everybody like at some point there was a connection to this individual. Yeah, and like I was telling you, you know, unfortunately the victim, uh, her son, also works with my sister, um, and so you know she has a direct connection to 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 that to the family. So you know, in one way or another, it it, it touches you know pretty much everyone here, um, and everyone has their own story. 
Um, but it, it directly affects pretty much everyone here in the city. Here's 816. They want to add $100 to the Kansas City Crime Stoppers tip hotline. Good. It's a great, great cause. Law Anything enforcement. You can do give them help, law enforcement money, like I said. See these guys out, man. Hey, what do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? There you go. You say, you know what? They'll have your back. Yep. They'll have your back. You may be uh, doing something, and all of a sudden, they help you out. Eh. Repay it, man. Pay it forward. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But anyway, I love seeing what they're, the, the people doing. And here's the thing. When I when I talked to you this morning, because I, I kind of knew your situation a little bit because I know the people that you had talked to here, and, and just wanted to call you today. You know, I, I appreciate you, that. you still, you know, don't, you know, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm coming in. I was like, good. Because part of me was like, am I going to get a text or the email that says Julio can't make I it? I thought about it, man. I, I know you did. I know you All did. Day. But part of me thought there's no way in hell because he'll show up. Because a part of me said, nah, he wants to tell a story because he, he feels it'll help somebody. And knowing him, he'll show up because I knew you'd walk that door. I mean, how can I not? Again, like, like I said, you know, if it helps, my story helps one person um, relate to what we're going through and, and it helps them, that's 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 why I'm here. That's part of it. It's Kansas City, man. And Kansas City's giving back to you. I mean, it's it's what the city is. It is. Yeah, you always thought this town, this city, someone's doing something for somebody. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yesterday's events was not, you know, you hear people say that that's not Kansas City. Maybe to a certain degree it is, right? Because it happened. But there is much more love and compassion for our city and how we treat us. Like we we are known right for tailgating. We are known for embracing other other teams' fans coming in and showing them a good time. Like that's that's what our city is known for. We we love Midwest nice. We we are Midwest nice, and it's just unfortunate. And again, it, a few individuals just ruin it for everybody. But that they are by no means a reflection of. Who we are as as a city. Julio, I was uh, out at a, at a Patriots Chiefs game years ago, and I'm sorry. Was, yeah. <laughs> and there was this, this this mall nearby, right, or shops or whatever, and restaurants, whatever. And I went in, and I was like, just something simple, man. I was like, well, how was your day, man? How are you doing today? I tell she was stressed out or whatever. I said, I, how you doing? Is the clerk there at the deal? And she looked at me with a with like a kind of a mean stare. Like, what the hell would I be asking you? What the hell's wrong with, or am I having a good day or not? Like, it wasn't when I was like, have a good day. You know, when you go to the grocery store and you buy something, someone says, you having a good day? They, they, you think they care? I mean, they, they probably don't. You, but if you sit there and tell them, it's kind of funny, actually. Like, they're just like, well, you know, I woke up this morning and things, you know, and they'll, they'll look at you because it's one of those in passing, like, hope you're having a good day or something like that. Actually, I'm not, you know, something like that. She looked like that kind of shocked you that know someone what? said hi to her. You know I'm an East Coast guy. I come from the East Coast, mm-hmm. and I can tell you, coming from the East Coast and living here for for so long now, it's a much different atmosphere. The way people treat each other, you know, you you walk down the street, you drive down the street, and you say hi to your neighbors, you wave, you know, you just in passing, you look each other in the eye, and you you, you say nod your head. That I promise you, and, and I'm not, I don't want to stereotype, but for the most part, my experience is again growing up on the East Coast. That yeah. that's not how things are done. And, and they will look at you as a weirdo if you're, how are you doing? How's your day? It's why we like this town, man. Yeah. This town's it's different. going places. It's it doing is. things. Things are getting built. and Really true. We got new stuff, new airport. We got new stuff. Kansas City's just different, man. 
It used to be flyover country. It's not flyover country anymore. It's stopping. We're a destination. It's stopping yeah. uh, lose to our teams. <laughs> it's basically what it's been. People in this town rally. I remember the Joplin tornadoes. Like almost everybody knows somebody, at least from Kansas City, that yep. either donated money or time or know somebody in the National Guard, you know, that headed down there and, and did things. But, you know, the amount of support. I remember that when the tornado hit, I mean, it was, it was, that was brutal. And uh, Joplin came up here and played a football game. I think it was against Ray Peck, and they had it at Arrowhead. Like, it was a fundraiser. I remember that. And people yeah. in this town showed up uh, to give money and stuff to the, the Joplin football team, you know, because they were playing there at Arrowhead Stadium. That was cool because people, it, they said, like, the 13 seconds thing that happened with Mahomes going down and uh, tying up the bills and sending it to overtime. Like, people in Kansas City kept writing checks for $13 for the, uh, the children's hospital in Buffalo. Like people rallied around and made several hundred thousand. People were giving money to the kicker, uh, Tyler Bass from the the Buffalo Bills when he missed those kicks. And people in this town were doing that. And I know Buffalo gets in, you know their name out there for you know doing things for people. This town does it too, a lot of it. Yeah, no, it's something about. I think it's more you know the mid market kind of feel. Right, you got kind of some of the big city stuff, but you also have the small town love and appreciation. Yeah, for, it's like for the biggest like small this. town of America. I remember. Yeah. 9-11, the Giants, you know, first played here at Arrowhead Stadium. I'll never forget the the week of 9-11. I was doing high school football broadcasting uh, back then, and we had a game at uh, St. Pius that night. It was a game of the week, right? And it was the week of 9-11. Like, the high schools, you know, were still going at it and, and stuff like that, and it was Friday night of that week, and I'll never forget, like, the national anthem that night, ever, ever. Every Goosebumps. single person, Goosebumps. every single person stood and sang it. I didn't even know if they had a singer. I think they just played the, the music with it. But every human being sang the national anthem because it was the week of 9-11. It was, it was probably the most powerful experience I've ever experienced in sports, to be honest with I you, bet. that high school football game that night. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it's it was goosebumps, man. Powerful stuff. I mean, man. it completely was. But anyway, Trey Smith, as I mentioned, Julio told the story, too, of seeing uh, several Chiefs, you know, trying to – kids that had lost their parents and whatever, they, and the mass confusion. You said the uh, confusion, people trampling people and, you know, trying to, you know, looking out for the kids, man, looking out for the kids, um, being part of the community, being part of the community that they, they, they play. And here's Trey Smith, uh, one of the good dudes in professional football on Good Morning America this morning. Security guard just ushering us through the doors quickly, just saying, you know, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. It's okay, this is not a joke, it's a life or death situation. Smith forced to run for his life, finding shelter in a closet, guiding as many people as he could to safety. Right before I, I run in there, there's like a little kid in front of me, so I just grab him, just yank him, and just tell him, you're hopping in here with me, buddy. So. I don't know how many people there were in the closet, maybe 20 plus. Um, one of my teammates, my long snapper, uh, James Winchester, was very instrumental in helping keep people calm. We end up getting the green light to be able to get out of there. Uh, we end up walking um, to the buses. The Chiefs team buses is soon filled with frightened. Hang on one sec. We had a little, uh, little uh, snafu there with it. This is Trey Smith once again on Good Morning America. Here's the... Uh, I don't know what happened there. Here we go. For me, buddy. So I don't know how many people there were in the closet, maybe 20 plus. Um, one of my teammates, my long snapper, uh, James Winchester, was very instrumental in 
helping keep people calm. We end up getting the green light to be able to get out of there. Uh, we end up walking um, to the buses. The Chiefs team buses is soon filled with frightened bystanders trying to escape the madness outside. This little boy uh, was with his father. Oh, he's just a little hysterical. He's just panicked. You know, he's scared. He doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, I had the WWE belt um, on me the entire parade. And, you know, I was, you know, man, what can I do to help him out? I just handed him the belt. Hey, buddy, you're the champion. No one's going to hurt you. Nowhere. No one's going to hurt you, man. Um, we got your back. We just started talking about wrestling. You know, who's your favorite wrestler? What was your favorite wrestling match? And just little things like that, just to take his mind off. Like he was looking out the window and he was seeing people, you know, just reacting the way they were trying to get out of that situation. So I'm like, here you go, buddy. This is yours. You know, man, like, so again, no one's going to hurt you when you're here with us. Thank you for protecting, buddy. You're going to be a-okay. You're going to be all right. Smith is still in shock that a day of joy could turn so violent. I'm pretty angry. Um, because of senseless violence, you know, someone lost their life today. Um, you have children that are injured. You have children that are traumatized. I'm hurting for, one, the families and the people who got impacted. The city of Kansas City. Nice job, Trey Smith. Nice job, Trey Smith. Gave the uh, WWE championship belt to the kid. And you, and you you witnessed this firsthand, this this the stuff that went on. And I've heard about Winchester doing this a lot. Yeah, I wasn't uh, I wasn't around the area where they were. But you saw uh, the closet. But yeah, I, you know, I saw Legarius was was there. Right, man, right in the middle of of all of it, just out in the open, and it's it's again in those types of situations. There's there's no discrimination. You can be a professional football player, the best in the world. Um, you can be a small child. You know, there's there's no discrimination in those types of situations. Yeah, it shows you about this this town. Shows you a little bit about Kansas City. Did you see the uh, the police today? The uh, they took some of the uh, they were guarding kind of the the stuff that was the, the chairs and stuff there. They put Casey Strong. Yeah, yeah. They made Casey Strong out of it. That yep. was pretty cool. That was cool. Great. I have a feeling we might be seeing that around. <laughs> Casey Strong's type stuff, right? I, I love it. I love it, man. It's yeah. all, all in support, you know? I think so, too. I think so, too. Maybe we'll take a time on Danon Hughes, Chiefs color analyst. Of course, everybody knows Danon for all the work that he does here at 610 Sports Radio. Matter of fact, 6 to 7, he's usually doing the players only that Julio right. uh, does each and every week. And... Uh, of course, he's had a busy week and stuff, but he was at the. Uh, he the was also as well. There. But here's uh, it, when we come back, Danon's account of the situation. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.